Get up, Flyer fans. It's the show just for you. Flyer Feedback, presented by Bud Light and live from the WHIO studios. Flyer Feedback is brought to you by Bud Light. Here's to the beer you can always count on. And by Flyer Spirit, the university-owned student staff destination for Dayton Flyers gear. Hashtag Flyer Spirit. Call in with your comments or questions, 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now, here are your hosts, John Bedell and John Tistel. Hey, everybody. Welcome into the party booth. I'm John Bedell. My partner tonight is John Tisdale, and we thank you for joining us here for Flyer Feedback. The Dayton Flyers go to Duquesne. They come away a winner and with the season sweep. 78-67, an 11-point win gets the Dayton Flyers to 21-10 as they finish the regular season. And we turn our attention now to the A-10 tournament in Brooklyn. And Tiz, they locked in themselves to the three-seed. They will get, we got a chance for the Arch Baron Cup Part 3. Oh, boy. The search for more money. Oh, wait, that's Spaceballs. Uh, they will get the winner of St. Louis and Richmond slash Fordham. So we're going to play St. Louis uh, Friday night at 830 in the Barclays Center. Yeah. Impressive win. It uh, was. There was some people, if they would have lost, they would have gotten the winner of George Mason. Mm-hmm. Uh, Richmond Fordham and so there was some people on Twitter saying well get a win get some momentum maybe not the best matchup they'd rather the loss than George Mason um, but I'm I'm of the thought of get some momentum because they needed some tis after that clunker mm-hmm. last week they did a good job in blowing out a special kind of terrible LaSalle team you get yourself some momentum heading into Brooklyn because as we know this team the last two years has been one and done in Brooklyn in the eight well in various venues, but in the A ten tournament they've been one and done. Losing to Davidson and Archie's last year and getting, of course, uh the L hung on you by VCU last year in Brooklyn and Anthony Grant's first year. So I don't think it hurts to get some momentum. This team's feeling good about itself. And I confirmed this. I thought it was the case and tweeted it, was confident enough tweeting it a couple nights ago, but I confirmed this just about an hour ago with U D S I D Doug Hoschild. Dayton has now finished the year in conference play, seven and two on the road, and six and three at home. This is the first time ever in the program's history, as in ever, this is a first, that the Dayton Flyers have won more have finished their conference season with a better record on the road than at home. That's impressive. Now, the flip side of this is I tweeted, and pardon the pragmatism here, but it's my job to be down the middle and ask the guy who talks to me at my seat at, at uh, UD Arena every night, we keeps it real here on Flyer Feedback. The flip side of that is that they finished 6-3 and three at home, and while the road warrior mentality is impressive, I'll give this team a lot of credit for going 7-2 and two on the road in conference this year. The flip side of this is that the Flyers did not protect home court as well as they could slash should have this year. VCU, George Mason, Rhodey. But it is impressive to go 7 Not taking anything away, just saying the flip side of the coin is that. Again, mm-hmm. that's our job to be down the middle. Yes. Pardon the facts. Pardon the pragmatism. Just the facts. That's my job. Just the facts, man. But an impressive win tonight, and Tiz, they head into Brooklyn with some momentum. Yeah, absolutely. Um, This was a solid performance, I thought, by the Flyers. I'm, I'm not sure, John, where you put this in terms of Dayton's 40-minute efforts, at least on the roads. I thought this was a good, solid 40-minute effort. And Duquesne is a second-half team, and they withstood it. I thought they would stood the punches really well uh, in the second half of that uh, of that game. Uh, they led 37-29 at the break. They shot over 50% in the first half. Uh, I've said this before, and we'll say this again, um, and I may say this quite a bit tonight. Ryan Mikesell is the unsung hero of this Dayton Flyer basketball team. Um, 59-55, Duquesne cuts it with about under eight minutes to go, and you think the Dukes are going to take over. They've had some impressive wins at home. Uh, they've come back down double digits against several teams this year. Um, was this the start of it? Ryan Mikesell makes a three, a dunk by Obi Toppin, put the Flyers back up 64-55, and Larry Hanskin even said how clutch has he been about Ryan Mikesell. And I'll give another guy credit. Jordan Davis, he's struggling. One of seven in the first half. Uh, yeah, one of eight from the floor, one of six from three. Dwayne Cohill's been playing a lot down the stretch. He made two big plays in this game. Uh, a steal that set up that set up a layup, and then a huge three that kind of put the game away. So I'll give them a lot of credit. This was a balanced effort tonight, and I think the fly in the Flyers this builds them confidence to go into Brooklyn. 
uh, as they get ready for the potential of Arch Baron three against St. Louis. <laughs> can we handle it? Oh boy. Well, can Jabo <laughs> handle it? That'll be the other question we may ask him I later. Mean, and tonight. that's as we know. The only thing I worry about with St. Louis, and you know what, you know what it, because it's auto bitter bust. You got to run through everybody. And as Jake Taylor, the famed Indians catcher, once uttered in the in the American Classic Major League. Well, then I guess there's only one thing left to do. Mm-hmm. And as I said Wednesday on the air, we can't finish that because the yep. FCC is listening, but mm-hmm. you know the rest of that. Yes. There's only one thing left to do here. The only thing I worry about with St. Louis is it's going to be a slugfest. Tis. They will they will grind it to a halt. It's going to turn into a rebounding battle, which we know has, at least in St. Louis, didn't treat the Flyers well. It's a tough team. They'll beat the hell out of you inside. Uh, it's going to be a rock fight, as our not-so-friend John Rothstein from CBS Sports says. It's going to be tough. They will slow it down, slog the pace up. It's going to get ugly. But I think this team, I hope this team's up for it uh, because they started March with a clunker, and I heard a tone in Anthony Grant's voice after that uh, Rhode Island loss a week ago Friday, yesterday, that I have not heard all season. Larry Hanskin told me off air. He's never heard or seen Anthony that heated after a loss. He was upset with the way they started March as the calendar turned to March 1. They've so far done all right since then. You blew out again. No one's going to confuse LaSalle for an at-large bid. Um, But you wipe the floor with LaSalle. You dominated a terrible Explorers team, and you go to Duquesne. I'll be honest, I didn't think they were going to win today, Tiz. That's a tough tough Duquesne team. And going on the road, that's a tough road test out there. To to come away with an 11-point win on the road at Duquesne with all the seeding implications, you know, they were locked into the three, but, you know, they controlled their own destiny in terms of who they played uh, just to have a chance to do that, with the exception of Davidson winning. Um, I like the way they've rebounded since, and I, I, I really like getting a little bit of momentum going into Brooklyn because, as we said before, they've had trouble the last two years. They've been one and done, and I you'd hope that this team is starting to flip a switch, and Anthony has gotten through to them after that clunker. And make no mistake, it was a clunker mm-hmm. against a bad roadie team because you came out with no juice against those guys. No excuse for that. you got to be ready when they're depleted talent-wise, but when you got two dudes left, and Langevine and Fats Russell that were big cogs on that team last year, you knew those guys were going to come in here with some pride and try to open a can on you after you embarrassed them on your home floor. Now, that's in the rearview mirror, but they've rebounded since then, okay? And you, you can't, I don't think you can't be too upset at getting some momentum heading into the A-10 tournament because, as Anthony said, as he's been saying the last few games, this is when it starts to get fun. Now it's March. Now it's playoff time, baby. Absolutely. It's absolutely playoff time, and uh, this is where we want to. We also want to hear from you tonight, Flyer fans. Give us a call, 457-1290. We're taking this all the way to 10 o'clock. Uh, you can also tweet us. You can tweet me, at John Tizzo. You can tweet John Bedell, at uh, J Bedell, W-H-I-O. As uh, the Flyers, 21-10 in 10 on the season, and probably the biggest one, and you said this. We've already You mentioned this before. Seven conference road wins. If you would have told me that at the beginning of the year, how many flyer? How many of you flyer fans would have said, "No way"? I mean, I I I know I wouldn't have said it, but it just tells me how just how far this program has gotten. Thirteen conference wins with a depleted staff. They've played without Jerry Matos since the Bahamas, and yeah, it's they're since gonna, the Oklahoma game. since the Oklahoma. Yeah, I mean, they're going to be. We know Dayton's going to be loaded even more next year. You know the expectations will be even more. So why can't this team go into Brooklyn? They got to get through that first game. Let's make it clear. That first game, you can ask a lot of these conference teams as we're paying attention to these conference tournaments. That first game is brutal because throw out the records. They don't mean a damn thing. Anybody can be anybody on on a neutral court. And you know that SLU is going to be ready to go in Brooklyn. You know that whoever Davidson or the other teams get, they're going to be ready to go. They better be ready. And if not, it's going to be a long plane ride home from uh, LaGuardia Airport or wherever yeah. they fly in. But it, Dayton, it, that's just all we're going to say is the bottom line. I mean, VC, you better be ready. Bonaventure better be ready. Bonaventure's hot, man. They're they're playing as well as anybody. I don't want to play that. They're team. playing as well as anybody not named VCU right now. And mm-hmm. I'll admit, I was really really wrong about the Richmond Rams. They're good. They are. And they are the only team. Here's another fact for you. They are the only team that has an at-large resume. Yeah, VCU is the only team in this field in the A-10 Agreed. making the tournament without the auto bid. And that's another reason I think everybody else in this tournament is going to be fired up because it's better for the conference profile and, as a result, better for everybody else if this is not, not 
a one-bid league this year. But make no mistake about it. If you're sitting at home, Flyers fans or A-10 fans in general, if if VCU takes the A-10 tournament, that's it. That is, It is a one-bid league. And I know for a fact, and this is no sources say stuff here, I know for a cold, hard fact that the one-bid league possibility is top of mind at the conference offices in Newport News, Virginia. For a fact, that is top of mind for Bernadette McLean Company. They're worried about that. It's top of mind. Let's have somebody else besides the VCU Rams win this thing, get one more bid in. Two-bid uh, league isn't ideal, but it's better than one. <laughs> oh, I agree. L- listen, there's a lot of teams that are going to be gunning for VCU. And, you know, I'll, I'll give uh, VCU credit. The the job that uh, Coach uh, Coach Mike Rhodes has done with this team, uh, they are playing hot. Um, but there's just so many teams, John. Larry mentioned Rhode Island. They're playing pretty well. They got some pretty veterans. And they, got some Langevin, they got some momentum. Uh, I wouldn't want to play them. Mark Schmidt, I've said this before, I think he's the most underappreciated coach in the country, especially in this conference. He's done a tremendous job, and they easily could have beaten Dayton in that double overtime game early oh, yeah. in the season. That was a tough, And that's tough the difference game. now, Tiz. That's the difference. That game, that tiebreaker between Dayton, yep. that's why Dayton's the three and Bonnie's is the four. Absolutely. Because of that, gutting out that win in Olean, that's why Bonnie's is on VCU's side of the bracket. Right now, as it sits now, Dayton wouldn't see VCU until the title Absolutely. game. Now, you'd probably get... You're going to get a slugfest probably in St. Louis. No disrespect to Richmond and Fordham, but those two teams are objectively terrible. Mm-hmm. St. Louis is exponentially more talented than both those squads. It's going to be a slugfest with St. Louis, and if you get by St. Louis, you're probably going to play Davidson. So this half of the bracket is no slouch either. No. Um, and as we know, as we've talked to David Jablonski, uh, who we got hanging on the hotline, we'll get to him after break, but this A-10, it has been as unpredictable as it has been lousy this year, Tiz. Yeah. It really has um, been. So who knows? I mean, like you said, Bonnie's, they're as hot as anybody, not named VCU. Uh, George Mason's got some dudes. They've got some talent. Yep. Um, you know, an A-10, an all-A-10 kind of caliber in Livingston. Um, so we'll see. Uh, but it's going to take somebody, and I hope we get there. I've, I've been saying all all year it's been a one. It's looking like a one-bid league. I hope that's mm-hmm. not the case. And I, But I, I also think it's totally reasonable for somebody besides VCU to walk out of Brooklyn with that title. I agree. And there's going to be a lot of teams watching Selection Sunday if VCU doesn't get there. And there'll be a lot of people going to church saying their prayers. (laughs) On St. Patrick's Day. Uh Uh-huh. And we'll get into, on the other side, aside from the hotline, the conference tournaments you want to pay attention to as a Dayton slash A-10 fan. Dayton winner, 78-67. It's John Bedell, John Tisdale, and you for Flyer Feedback. We'll check in with David Jablonski on the hotline after the break right here on Home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Dayton Daily News investigates, digging deep into the issues you care about, working hard to be your credible, reliable source of local news. This Sunday, Dayton Daily News investigates the path forward in the addiction crisis. Once known as the overdose capital of the country, Dayton has largely reversed that image and become a model for recovery. But the fight isn't over. We look at how Dayton turned this crisis around and the challenges that remain. Coming Sunday in the Dayton Daily News. Think of your roof as the dream team of your house. Without the protection of a really good roof, your house, like the center, would be in big trouble. How is your roof? If you need to upgrade your dream team, uh, I mean your roof, contact Lance Roofing and Siding today at 864-2722. Or go to LanceRoofing.com and move your roof up to the pros. Enhance with Lance and call Lance Roofing and Siding today at 864-2722. Lance Roofing and Siding, a proud sponsor of the UD Flyers. With Lee's, homestyle can happen anywhere. Spring for a deal on a famous meal at Lee's Famous Recipe Chicken with our 10-piece breast strips family meal for only $19.99. Feed your family famously with 10 juicy, honey-dipped, hand-breaded breast strips, two large sides, and five fluffy biscuits. Get a sit-down meal made easy and bring home fresh, famous flavor the whole family will love with a 10-piece breast strips family meal for only $19.99. Only at Lee's. Famous for chicken. I love hearing about the weather. It keeps me updated accurately. More in-depth and truthful. We heard from you, WHIO listeners, and we are not slowing down as we continue to bring you news that affects you in the Miami Valley. You have told us how important breaking local news, weather, and traffic is to you, and we will continue to provide the latest 24-7. You can trust me, Larry Hanskin, host of Miami Valley's Morning News and the Voice of the Flyers on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. I've been here for over 37 years, and I'd like to think I've earned your trust. 
see showers and a few thunderstorms move through the Miami Valley this evening. Temperatures will be falling from the 50s. Winds will begin picking up as we head into our overnight hours with wind gusts as high as 35 miles per hour. Temperatures are going to be dipping down to right around 40 degrees. For Sunday, decreasing clouds with wind gusts as high as 40 miles per hour through the early afternoon and temperatures near 47 degrees. I'm meteorologist Molly Coates on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Call with your questions and comments now at 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Flyer Feedback. I'm John Bedell. He's John Tisdale, and you're here, too, for Flyer Feedback. We thank you for joining us. Dayton winner tonight, 78-67, an 11-point win over the Duquesne Dukes, gets the Flyers to a 21-11 finish overall in the regular season. They finish A-10, the A-10 slate at 13-5, and and it's another win away from UD Arena. Y'all know what that means. Can you dig it? And can you dig a record seven? Well, not a record seven, but the Flyers locked in with this win tonight, a 7-2 and two record on the road for the season. That compares to their 6-3 and three mark at home in conference play. That is the first time in the program's history Dayton has finished with a better mark on the road than at home in conference play. And now we turn our attention to Tizzy. What? The A-10 tournament. And that means... Playoffs, baby! Playoffs! <laughs> Postseason. Yes. So, you can call us up at 457-1290. You can tweet us at WHIO or at John Tisdale. Use the hashtag Flyer Feedback. Or you can call us up on the hotline if your name is David Jablonski. And that's where we'll go right now. Oh, it's so hot. The hotline. Oh, we almost got to drop it. <laughs> Jabo, how are you? Welcome to Flyer Feedback. Oh, you know what? Can you pick him up over there? Pick up Jabo. Yeah. This is a producer's network. Hey, Jabo, you there now? Jabo. Hang on. All right, hold on. We'll get it figured out. We're going to go pick him up. This is live radio. So we're going to get to Jabo. Dayton winner, 78-67, uh, right here on the home of the Flyers. And now I believe, Jabo, now go. Can you hear me now? Now we can hear you. Thank you, Jabo. Dave. Well, uh, the walls of the Palumbo Center are thick. <laughs> that was my fault, Jabo. I had the wrong thing on. That was my bad. You know, Tiz oh, okay. is the producer. I'm just the on-air talent. I don't know how to work this stuff. I just, that was me. I just on me, guys. It. On me. Um Dave, your impressions of this 78-67, 11-point win? I think Dayton just got everything it needed uh, going into the postseason. You wanted to, to win, first of all, but to win in pretty impressive fashion on Duquesne's senior nights against, you know, a Duquesne team that had been playing pretty well, especially at home. And, uh, you know, Dayton withstood a lot of uh, blows from uh, Duquesne and uh, answered every one of them and really just finished strong, which you want to see from a Dayton team that hasn't always done that this season. Yeah, and I think, you know, fans can at times, Jabo hurt themselves doing some mental gymnastics in terms of, well, would you rather lose and play George Mason instead of winning and play St. Louis? But um, I, I can't hate going into that tournament with some momentum. And in a tournament where, Dave, you have talked you talked about this on air uh, with Larry before the game, that this is a team that has to get the first-round monkey off its back. They've gone one and done the last two years, and I don't think you can be too upset at getting some momentum going into Brooklyn next week. Yeah, is that they're playing St. Louis? I didn't even get the ch chance to see it. Well, uh, yeah, no disrespect to Richmond or Fordham, but disrespect to Richmond and Fordham. St. Louis plays the winner of that game. Dayton gets the okay. winner of yeah, right. St. Louis slash Richmond Fordham. So I don't think there's a big difference between St. Louis and George Mason. You know, flip a coin there. Um, you know, Dayton at least has beaten St. Louis. They lost to George Mason at home. So, um, you know, I don't know if that makes a, much of a difference at all. And like as I said, told Larry, yeah, just winning that first game will be a big. Uh, Pearl for this team to climb, and you know, you get to Saturday, you never know what can happen. And you know, Sunday, you know, who knows? You just flip a coin there, uh, they're gonna have a chance against whoever they play. We saw them, even if it's VCU, I mean, we saw them lose two close games to VCU, so they could definitely beat VCU, they just have to, to do it. Yes, we know one of the hardest things to do in sports is to beat a team three times in one season. Well, the only difference, Jabo, between St. Louis and George Mason, of course, is this would be Arch Baron Cup 3.0. Oh my, that's, that's right. Can we handle Legendary. it? The it's stuff of legends. It is yes. the stuff of happen? legends. Don't shy away from your destiny, kids. Mm -hmm. Embrace it. Um, yeah, I mean, but that that is going to be a slugfest, Dave. It's going to be grinded out. It, you, we know it's going to be a battle on the boards. Um, but I'm with you. I, I really think if they can just get by Friday, and they will play at 830 Friday night for the first time, Dayton will. Um, if they can just 
get that monkey off the back, Dave, and you know, then see what happens from that point on. Get rid of that one and done bugaboo, and let's see what happens going going from there. Well, I think we're going to see big things from Moby Top, and I just talked to him, and he's really excited about going back and playing at home. He's going to have a big crowd there. Um, he's been to the Barclays Center, shot around there, I think, but he's never played a game there. So it's going to be a big deal for him playing uh, at an NBA arena. Same for all the other guys. There's only uh, – I don't know if anybody on this team has actually played there. Uh, maybe Josh, I guess, his first year. Um, it's been a while since Dayton has played uh, – or the tournament has been there. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be wide open. I might pick Fordham just to mess with people, but we'll see. <laughs> hey, that's all right. We know you uh, you troll so hard, and 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 uh, real acknowledge is real, Jabo. Uh, two, I got to get your uh, take. I'll let the dogs pick my bracket. I uh, usually do that. Okay, well that you know that that ten, I've I've seen that work better than yourself actually picking it. Um, I got to ask you too, Dave, about the way they finished on the road this year, because as we mentioned coming into this segment, they finished seven and two on the road, six and three at home. Um, and while pardon the pragmatism, the flip side of this coin is that they did not take care uh, of home court the way the way later. the way they should have. Uh, this is the first time in the program's history, Dave, they finished with a better record in conference play on the road than at home. Just your impressions of their road warrior mentality this year, even in a down A-10. I certainly wouldn't have predicted this. I kind of thought they might go undefeated at home and then uh, 500 on the road, and that would be a pretty good record. But, uh, um, yeah, 7-2. and two, uh, I think they did that in either 2014-15 or 15-16, one of those years that team that lost only three or four games also – went seven and two on the road um, and, you know, didn't lose much at home at all, if, if, if any. So, you know, some impressive wins in there, you know, win at Davidson, that was probably their most impressive uh, victory of the season, but, you know, kill, routing Rhode Island, that was pretty uh, good win. And even tonight, uh, you know, just the way Duquesne was playing pretty well at times and just they never really let him get close enough to, to be a real big concern. So uh, an impressive uh, kind of a 40-minute performance you wanted to see from Dayton today. Jabo, I got 30 seconds. This is a one-bid league. If VCU wins the A-10 tournament, does somebody not name the Richmond Rams, get it in Brooklyn, and get a second bid for the Atlantic 10? I would certainly bet the field against VCU. The number one seed hasn't done too great over the years. But having said that, that's one of the more impressive number one seeds in a while, just to go 16-2 and in this league. Uh, I was pretty impressed by BC's play all season. All right, we'll see. So I, uh, I would bet the field too, but like you said, that's um, it's tough. I, I was, I was wrong like a lot of people about that VCU team. They're good, um, but I'm all for. I hope, I hope it's not a one bid league. I really don't. I've, I've thought it's going to happen all year. Don't want it to happen. What's that? When you say one bid league, are we counting NIT bids? No, no, we don't count those. <laughs> Uh, David Jablonski with one last troll of me as he gets off the phone talking about the not invited tournament. John Bedell, John Tisdale here with you for Flyer Feedback. It continues after we break for news right here on the Home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it. Fox News, I'm Mike Piazza. Severe turbulence on a Turkish airline flight leaves at least 25 injured before the plane landed safely at New York's Kennedy Airport. Ten passengers were hospitalized, one with a broken leg. Middle America hit with severe storms. The largest concern with this system is going to continue to be the southeast where the ingredients are there that we could see some tornadoes spin up from now running into the overnight hours. Fox's Adam Klotz. A new federal budget out this coming week. The president has earmarked $750 billion for defense spending that includes backfill funds for the border wall. He believes under the current proposal he'd have enough money to complete it by the end of 2020. Overall, the plan increases requests for some agencies but cuts others, most notably the EPA. Fox's Jillian Turner, the House and Senate are next in line to receive and debate the budget. This is Fox News. 
Premier Health is proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics as the official sports medicine provider for 42 area schools. We treat more student athletes than anyone else in the region. From injury prevention, treatment, and sports performance, our team of board-certified sports medicine and orthopedic physicians, athletic trainers, and rehabilitation specialists offer a comprehensive program focused on the goals of each athlete. To learn more or to find a Premier Health sports medicine specialist, visit premierhealth.com sportsmed. Premier Health, taking care to a higher level. We know that purchasing a new system is a big decision. At McAfee, we feel you should only have to make it once. That's why we offer lifetime, worry-free coverage on new McAfee systems. Never a charge for repairs, never a charge for maintenance, not even a charge for filters. And when the day comes the system needs replaced, you're covered. Any season, any time, McAfee. We will see showers and a few thunderstorms move through the Miami Valley this evening. Temperatures will be falling from the 50s. Winds will begin picking up as we head into our overnight hours with wind gusts as high as 35 miles per hour. Decreasing clouds and a few peaks of sunshine for your Sunday afternoon forecast. Wind gusts are going to be as high as 40 miles per hour through the early afternoon. Temperatures near 47 degrees. For Monday and Tuesday, mostly sunny skies and more seasonable temperatures. Highs into the middle to upper 40s. For Wednesday, we're going to start clouding up and the slight chance to see a few passing showers. We are warmer, though, with highs right around 58 degrees. For Thursday, mostly cloudy and scattered rain showers possible. Windy conditions as well. Temperatures will be near 67 degrees. I'm meteorologist Molly Coates on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Call with your questions and comments now at 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Hey, everybody. Welcome back into our Dayton studios here. I'm John Bedell. My partner tonight is John Tisdale, and you're here, too, for Flyer Feedback. Dayton winner tonight, 78-67 to get to 21-11 and on the year. They finished the A-10 slate at 13 and 5 and they have locked themselves into the 3 seed in the A10 tournament by virtue of the head-to-head tiebreaker with the St. Bonaventure Bonnies. Dayton will get the winner of St. Louis and Richmond slash Fordham. So who are we kidding? They're going to play St. Louis <laughs> a week from yesterday mm-hmm. at 8:30 at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn as the A10 tournament makes its return there after a 2-year hiatus. Uh so uh you can tweet at us. Jump in our mentions. Don't tweet recruits. Don't don't you tweet recruits, but you can tweet us or use the hashtag flyer feedback, and we may read your tweet on the air, unless we muted you. Uh, Aaron on Twitter says, only thing I'm concerned with is facing such a grinded-out team and slew on game one of the tournament. How will Flyers fare game two if they get past the Billikens? I'm sure they're going to be battered and bruised. Hell with it win anyways. I mean, I'm kind of with Aaron. You know, St. Louis does worry me because they are going to slow it down. It's going to be a heck of a battle on the boards. Yeah. Uh, that game, they got blowed out at Chaffetz Arena, and even the win at Dayton here at UD Arena, it, is, it was close. It was, it was. It was uh, nip and tuck for a while there, and it was a competitive game against the Billikens uh, in the return game here at UD Arena. So we know the rivalry. We know these teams are familiar with each other. St. Louis has been underachieving, but that's a talented bunch that Travis Ford's got. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be a slugfest. But I, to a point David Jablonski brought up, I like their chances. If they can just get the one-and-done monkey off their back, mm-hmm. Tiz, I like their shot. If they can get past probably St. Louis, I like their chances Saturday and beyond because then they got some momentum going. You got some tonight finishing Mm -hmm. the season with a two-game winning streak going into Brooklyn. If they can get past St. Louis, I like their chances moving forward in a game uh, on Saturday that would probably, as I pull up the bracket here, get you probably Davidson because the other Mm -hmm. half of Dayton's side of the bracket is the two-seed Davidson Wildcats. They'll play the winner of Duquesne-St. Joe's. Yeah, um, I like their chances. Davidson's kind of been faltering. I know they got to win tonight. They had to come storm back they against did. another terrible Richmond Spiders squad. But I, they're, they've been kind of been faltering in the second half of the year ever since Dayton got them at home. Um, I like Dayton's chances against the Wildcats uh, on a neutral floor. Now, they shoot the heck out of the three ball. And that's why you don't want to play too much zone against them because they'll shoot right over top mm-hmm. of you. Yeah. And that, that style of play, uh, they, they play Ole defense and they like to score. Anya with that three ball. So that, that style of play can be dangerous on a neutral floor. But if they can just get past St. Louis, I like their chances. 
Same here. I mean, you look at St. Louis, they they are a team that does not put a whole lot of points on the board. I mean, with the exception maybe of Tremaine Isabel Jr., that's the, really their only big score. Javon Best has been, is their solid player. Hassan French on the inside. They're a physical team, and that was that was a fight. That was a 12-round uh, fight at the UD Arena a few about uh, two weeks ago. But Dayton was able to prevail. They just Their execution was just terrific, especially in the second half. And they were down 19-9, and nine, but they came back, especially in that first half, to take a halftime lead at 22-21, at, uh, I think. And Dayton was able to pull away. And I know Larry Hanskin has noted that several times, that they learned quite a bit because that, that's probably a loss with the way that they got off to that slow start. But they, they were patient. And I give Coach Grant and company a lot of credit for sticking with that. And as for Davidson, I got Goodmanson as my 8-10 player of the year. I think he's a he dude. Is, he, he can play. He can ta- attack the basket. Kellen Grady, when he's right, uh, he's a guy that can give people problems at the point guard. Uh, he was he. They weren't hitting their threes against Dayton the first time around. You know that that, that will likely change, especially in Brooklyn. But the other thing is, on the other side of it, John, the top teams, they got to get past their first games too. So, and there's no such thing as gimme. I mean, whatever you did in the regular season means nothing. It is any. It's a zero zero. If you everyone's got a shot, just as just as like the number one team, you never know what's going to happen to these tournaments. Like ask Syracuse, ask UConn. They did all that in the Big East tournament over the last few years, where I think UConn won five games in five days, five days and five five games in five days. Syracuse four days and four games. Two thousand six. I'm going way down the road, but anybody can win it. It's just yeah. you don't know. And this is a good VCU squad. Uh, I, I think they are vulnerable, you know, because the number one seed in the A-10 tournament is is not real strong. I think it's been since St. Louis did it in 2012, question mark, that right. the one seed has won it um, in the A-10. But at the same time, but they're also motivated because this is a Ram squad that is the only one in the bunch from the A-10 that has an at-large resume. They're the only team in this field making the tournament without the auto bid. And I think they're motivated, Tiz, because if the Richmond Rams can come to Brooklyn and rip off three straight, I think they're probably looking at as high as a seven seed in the tournament because they're in. VCU's in the tournament. It's Great. just a matter of their seeding. Absolutely. Maybe their 8-9 line right now, even without uh, the A-10 title, but who knows? If they can rip off three in a row, maybe the committee gives them a more favorable seeding and they get up to maybe a seven. That's probably their ceiling. A six would be the highest they would get. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's a good Rams team. It is. Uh, but for Dayton, it's auto bitter bust. We know that um, they've blown it with really seven. And, and this is the this is the thirty thousand foot view of this season. It's been good, but it could have been better because it really comes down to seven games, blown opportunities: Oklahoma, Mississippi State, Tulsa, George Mason, Rhode Island, and VCU twice. That's seven. You flip half of those, they're on the bubble. And really, a lot of those tis come down to two, three, four possessions at most in those games. You flip them. But here we are, 21-11, and 11, and that's all in the rearview mirror. Again, just being pragmatic and down the middle about this, that's a fact. Yeah. Good season. Could have been better. But here we are, 21-11, and 13-5, and an A-10 play, and the three seed in the tournament. And right here on March 9th, it is auto-bitter bust for these Dayton Flyers. But if you're watching other conference tournaments to prevent the bubble from shrinking, here's who you want to have an eye on. First, in the SOCON, I think Wofford's in regardless of whether they get the auto bid, but you, in these traditional one bid conferences that all of a sudden have an auto and a large contender in the mix, you want Wofford to win the SOCON. You don't want a bid stealer in the SOCON. I think the Terriers are in regardless, so you want Wofford to hold serve and win the SOCON. In the Mountain West, you want Nevada or Utah State to win. Those are two teams that the other Utah State might be on the bubble if they don't get the auto bid. Um, but I think those two are probably in the field. So you want one of Nevada or Utah State to win the Mountain West. No bid stealers out of that conference. And here's the real goofy wild card is the American. You've got Cincinnati, Central Florida, UCF, and you've got Houston all safely in the field at this point. The bubble team is Temple. Now that's four. But the wild card in the American is the Memphis Tigers because they're playing the American uh, tournament in the FedEx Forum. And while it is a neutral site, Memphis plays a lot of home games there, and Tiz, that is a feisty, feisty Memphis bunch in the FedEx Forum. So that's the wild card. Could the American get four, possibly five, if Memphis pulls one out of the hat and goes on a run? Because they're tough to beat in the FedEx Forum. So you want the American to hold serve, as it were, too. I wouldn't be upset as a Dayton fan if either one of Temple, UCF, Houston, or Cincinnati wins. But if Memphis wins, that starts to be 
pucker bill for yeah. teams on the bubble because now mm-hmm. the bubble starts shrinking. That Memphis would be a bid stealer. Yeah, agree with that one. And the other team you got to look conference, maybe even the Pat twelve because you'd have to say Washington. The Pat twelve, we think the A ten's bad, <laughs> folks. The Pat twelve is atrocious. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, my goodness, not even Bill Walton could save the the Pat twelve with a way you can even. <laughs> He couldn't even spin about how bad the Pac-12 is. No way that he could. But look, it's bad. The team, the only team in the Pac-12 that's in is Washington. So you know there'll be a lot of teams on the East Coast hoping and praying that Washington wins that tournament. Because oh, yeah. if, if someone else wins that one, that's a bit stealer right there. Uh, maybe an Arizona State could, but I'm like, boy, oh, boy. We think the A-10 is bad, ladies and gentlemen. Or, no, Pac-12 is Pac-12 worse. is driving the struggle. Um, and Mid-American Conference, you know, that's I, I put them as a, well, a one-bid. Buffalo, that's the you other thing Buffalo you got to win. win. The Mac. You want Buffalo yep. to win it up in your neck of the woods in Cleveland coming up. You don't want some of these other teams that uh, that can come out of nowhere, like a Bowling Green or Kent State. They could be a bid-stealer. And what do you do with Buffalo that has been at quietly put together a nice, solid season? So the, I think the MAC and the Pat 12 are conferences that I'd keep an eye on as well. And... I'll throw the Big East in as well, John, because aside from Villanova, that one's wide open. There's a lot of Big East teams that are, like, at the 500 mark and on the bubble. From what I looked at, I think Providence was the last team in, um, with the exception probably of uh, – I mean, the only teams that are in right now, at least on my end, are for the Big East are uh, Marquette, Villanova, I'd say Seton Hall, but you know, Xavier's still in it. There's going to be a lot of interesting people probably watching uh, Madison Square Garden, uh, the action there, because the uh, – it, it may be next year before the American Conference passes the Big East in terms of basketball because the American Conference is loaded because what a job that Kelvin Sampson's done in Houston. Johnny Dawkins done a pretty good job at UCF. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of basketball to be watching, folks. But, Johnny, you and I love this time of the year, don't we? That's my favorite. I don't. I wouldn't trade the NCAA tournament for anything. It's my absolute favorite mm-hmm. sporting event. 457-1290 is the number. Mark is in Xenia. Mark, what's on your mind here on uh, Flyer Feedback? Mark's tells should be Dane's MVP this year. Yeah, he's had a heck of a season, Mark. He's really uh, played well. People had their jokes about his hips before the season started, uh, but uh, he's he's totally healthy and he's really uh, he's been the Kevin Durant uh, gif, you the real MVP because he's really been playing out of his mind and uh, he's been a nice piece for this Flyers team. Hey, can I ask you something about the kid we're going to have coming in from Georgia? How tall he is and how much does he weigh? If you can mention that. Muli Sissoko is 6'11", and he's probably north uh, – I don't know how much he weighs, but he's 6'11", pretty polished shot blocker for being a senior in high school, and I think he'll be a nice piece for this team next year in the middle. I hope this don't bug you when I ask you, because I've talked to you before about recruiting, and you didn't like it too. When I said, well, I'm not trying to bring up recruiting like you guys talk about, but then I think our basketball team, if we play our game, I think we can win the tournament really. It should be pretty well. I don't mind you bringing up uh, recruiting, Mark. There's a, we just don't focus on it full time like some other media outlets yeah, do. Well, but I mean, uh, it's the life. It's the lifeblood of the program. Anymore. You need to you need to have it because uh, yeah. If you don't, well, it runs dry. You don't got any players in the roster. But they got a they got a whole bunch of guys coming in next year. They got some uh, transfers sitting out, and Melissa Soko is the lone freshman coming in, and yeah. they got some nice pieces. And yeah, it's auto bitter bus at this point. So we'll see what happens. Okay, thanks a lot, you guys. Hey, thank, thank you, Mark. you, Mark. Appreciate the call, Mark from Zenia checking in. <clears throat> here on Flyer Feedback. Dayton winner tonight, 78-67. The A-10 bracket is set. So let's take a look at the rest of the bracket, Tizzy, because okay. uh, it goes VCU 1, 2, 3, VCU, Davidson, Dayton, Bonnies are the four top seeds that get uh, the double buys clinched. And let me make sure all these. I got this little uh, handy tool that you can punch in the results, and it gives you the bracket populate. So VCU uh, in the quarterfinals, they will play the winner of Rody LaSalle, so first of all, the Wednesday night pillow fight, as uh, somebody on Twitter called it, the Wednesday <laughs> afternoon pillow fight. GW and UMass and Richmond and Fordham will battle it out, if you can use that word, uh, to get into the main bracket. GW, UMass, they, the winner of that game gets George Mason. Richmond and Fordham is on Dayton's section of the bracket. They, the winner of that game gets St. Louis. So uh, in terms of second-round matchups, Brody, LaSalle, George Mason against the winner of GW, UMass. Or yeah, GW UMass. Right. Duquesne and St. Joe's is the seven ten game. The six and eleven slash fourteen matchup will be St. Louis versus the winner of Richmond Fordham. Uh, then in the quarters, you've got VCU waiting for the winner of URI uh, of Rody LaSalle. You've got St. Bona waiting for the winner of Mason slash GW slash UMass. 
Davidson gets the winner of Duquesne slash St. Joe's. Dayton gets the winner of St. Louis slash Richmond and Fordham. So Dayton plays the two teams that I don't want any part of mm-hmm. before they will not play two teams I want any part of uh, before Sunday, VCU and Bana. Yeah. I think VCU's, I mean, clearly it's not breaking any news. They're the best team. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Bonnie's is the hottest team right now, Tiz, outside of VCU. They're playing really well. And as yeah. you mentioned, Mark Schmidt, all great. He's a great guy to boot, but he's probably the most underrated coach in the conference, let alone Agreed. America. Agreed. Um, and especially with what he you talk about depleted rosters, him Look losing Adams they, and Mobley. Yeah. Woo! And he knows, and he knows it takes a long time to rebuild at Bonaventure. It's not a place like Dayton or VCU where no. you can reload pretty quickly. Uh, that's a hall up there in Olean. And listen, I'm still surprised he's still there. You don't think there's some other basketball programs that have wanted to pick him up? I, I think oh, he's done. Oh, I'm, I know they has. I'm stunned he hasn't taken the money. I think he has done an incredible job over there because St. Bonaventure had a lot of problems. I think Anthony Solomon was over there. Uh, when he took over, I think it was think uh, BG's first year. I think he was there, but look, I always would like to have, see Anthony. Sh- um, I'm see, yeah, that um, Mark Schmidt be named Coach of the Year in the conference. I think it goes to Mike Rhodes. But like you said, um, the conference is just anybody can be anyone. VCU and Bonaventure, are the two hot teams, because look, VCU is loaded with Marcus Evans, Durant. You got the uh, Durante Jenkins, and you've got uh, Sa- Santos Silver and Isaac Van in the in the front court. Those guys are loaded. Courtney Stockard quietly putting together a solid season. Uh, mm-hmm. Lofton, Kyle Lofton, I think is their freshman. He he's a solid player. He's gotten better. I think he makes the All Rookie Team. And you know, with Davidson, with Goodmanson and Grady, we've talked about that. Uh, they could beat anyone on any given night. And if the Flyers with a balanced scoring, and they were pretty balanced tonight, um, you had, uh, oh, um, as I pull it up, top in 19 points, Mike Sell 17 points. Uh, Mark Ramzini was correct. Mike Sell, again, he's the unsung hero of this team because he does the little things right. Solid game by Jalen Crutcher. Yeah, he he's got game, by the way. Uh, Trey Landers, 10 points. Yeah, he passes the eye test. He passes the eye test. Uh, Josh Cunningham, 6 points. Um, just a good, solid, balanced effort, I think, from this team. And they have the balanced effort to get to Brooklyn. But as you said, John, as David Jablonski said during when he was talking with us and to uh, Larry Hanskin earlier tonight, Dayton's got to get the first game jitters. they got to get through that. If they can get through that first game, um, which is an 8.30 start, it's the last game yep. of the of the first round. So it's going to be a 7.30 pregame. Around 7.30, I think, pregame, again, tip-off is at 8.30. Uh, Larry Hanskin, Josh Pastorino, by the way, will be calling the tournament as long as Dayton's in Brooklyn. We'll see, because anything goes, because, boy, wouldn't you just like to be uh, here Selection Sunday and Dayton after Dayton wins all three games? Would that not be a blast? Tizzy, that would make, I would love, God, I would love nothing more than that. For them to make this tournament in the second year, uh, it'd be, be incredible. Huge, especially after they've blown the at-large talk. And, they did. And that's... You know, that's that's something you got to live with. That's on them because they the, the seven results mm-hmm. we talked about, they would have had to flip those. But here we are. It's auto it bitter bus. And I would love nothing more than to be sitting right here in this studio doing a post-game show talking about the A-10 champion Dayton Flyers and the auto bid for Dayton heading to the Big Dance, the NCAA tournament. So, Dayton winner tonight, 78-67. The A-10 die is cast. And so is this episode of Flyer Feedback. Almost. John Bedell, John Tisdale, and you here for it. The home stretch of it right after this break, right here on the Home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Ever wonder what ingredients are in Bud Light? Just check the packaging. We brew with hops, barley, water, and rice. Ever wonder what ingredients are in Miller Light? You can't check the packaging. You have to go to their website, download a PDF, and scroll to page 10. There it is. Miller Lite brews with hops, hop extract, barley, water, and corn syrup. Bud Light. Brewed with no corn syrup. Enjoy responsibly Bud Light Beer AB St. Louis, Missouri. Based on information available at MillerCourse.com as of January 16, 2019. I'm Ginny Cosola with your Fox Business Network tax tip. Saving your tax returns after this. Download and make it hammer time with Bill Hammer. I said, uh, what'd you give up for Lent? Then I said, booze. Uh-huh. And then you said, no wonder you look so miserable. <laughs> Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. When can you throw away those old tax records and returns? Generally, you only need to keep your tax returns three years from the date you file. But CPA Stephen Zellen says you need to keep them longer if it's not an ordinary tax situation. If the IRS suspects you of fraud, 
then you need to keep your tax return indefinitely. The Internal Revenue Service has specific numbers of years to keep various documents under different situations. They're available at irs.gov. Ginny Kosola, Fox News. showers and a few thunderstorms move through the Miami Valley this evening. Temperatures will be falling from the 50s. Winds will begin picking up as we head into our overnight hours with wind gusts as high as 35 miles per hour. Temperatures are going to be dipping down to right around 40 degrees. For Sunday, decreasing clouds with wind gusts as high as 40 miles per hour through the early afternoon and temperatures near 47 degrees. I'm meteorologist Molly Coates on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Call with your questions and comments now at 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Hey, Flyer fans. Welcome back into our studios for the last time tonight. And, well, one of the last times, maybe the penultimate time, hopefully not this season. John Bedell, John Tisdale, and you here for Flyer Feedback. We thank you for uh, joining us tonight and all season, as Larry Hanskin always says at the end of the year to borrow a line, we thank you for giving us the most valuable thing you have, and that is your time. We sincerely uh, appreciate you tuning in, even the haters. Uh, 78-67, Dayton a winner, an 11-point win over the Duquesne Dukes. And how about this turnaround, Tiz, last year? Dayton finished the year 14-17 and at sub-500 and 8-10 and in conference play. Anthony Grant and company turned around to 21-11 and overall. 13-5 and and 8-10 play, and to lock themselves into the three-seat. And, again, my straight-down-the-middle, you know, analyst, hat, pragmatist, John Bedell take of the season is, and I think we agree on this, Tiz, good season. Could have been better because mm-hmm. they had some blown opportunities mixed in there. Uh, but here we are, 21-11, and 13-5, and 8-10 play, the three-seed. And now as the calendar has turned to March and we look ahead to a week from yesterday in the 8-10 tournament, it's auto-bitter bust. This team has to win only three in as many days, which in a down A-10, which is, I think, a totally reasonable thing. Tis, it's not out of the realm of possibility for this no. team to rip off three straight not at all. and get that auto bid and, in the process, get the A-10 a second bid because, as we've mentioned, make no mistake about it, if, if VCU wins, that's that's it from the A-10. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I mean, because Davidson's not getting that. Davidson's had too many bad losses that yeah, at UMass, yeah. at LaSalle, they're not going to be an auto bid. That's not going to happen. Dayton, I just don't see us as an auto bid. I don't think we have enough quality wins. Just gonna be honest with you. I think we we missed out. We not saying we haven't had a we've had a good year. Like we said, we've won games we should we had no business winning, but we also lost some games we had no business losing. But yep. that's then. This is now. Auto bid or bust. We know Bonaventure's auto bid or bust. So yeah, you know there's gonna be a lot of people probably in the <laughs> conference offices, you said in Virginia, kinda hoping oh, that uh, for a good tournament. And uh, not for uh, for a one bid league because that that's not good for the league. It really no. is not because nope. this league is better than a one bid league. I think to me, but I think as the commercial wants to say, you got to earn it. Uh, it's it's yeah. not going to be handed to you. You got to earn it. Dayton's going to have to earn it starting uh, Friday night. And there's one thing I've said on these airwaves multiple times this year and over the last since I've been doing this show for the last decade is that there's a difference between what I expect to happen or what I think is going to happen and what I want to happen. What I want to happen as a Dayton fan, as an A-10 fan, is for the 13-14 year tis to be rolling through the door every year. At-large bids all over the place, five and six bids. That's not this year. Because let's, as we know, I'm not breaking any news here, one bid for the league, that's bad for the A-10 profile. And mm-hmm. as a result, the trickle-down effect is that's bad for Dayton and the other member institutions. More bids equals higher profile for the conference. And then in the fall, boom, you got your flagship programs like VCU, like Dayton, like St. Louis, like Davidson. Better profile for the conference equals more chips at the table when they're going to push for non-conference scheduling. Equals a chance at better Power 5 and other other just quality non-conference wins. And boom, it's a cycle. Now you got a chance for better at-large resumes in the future. So I hope somebody not named VCU wins in the A-10. There's going to be a lot of hungry teams, whether it's the Flyers, whether it's the St. Bonaventure Bonnies, who are playing as hot as anybody, whether it's a George Mason team, you know, down, but they've had a little rough stretch, mm-hmm. but certainly a talented bunch. St. Louis can slog it out. We'll see. There's going to be a lot of teams that are hungry. Yeah. 
to be carrying to be another a second A10 team to carry that banner into the NCAA tournament. And I'll add URI to that mix because uh, there oh, yeah. Kingston's Brody. not that far from Brooklyn, so you got Langevin and Fats Russell. They can carry that squad. I mean, they went down into the Dayton Decibel Dungeon last Friday. I mean, as mad as you and I were, and as mad as Coach Grant was, because I know he he was livid and should have been. A lot of Dayton fans were a lot too. of Dayton, yeah, absolutely, but. Uh, they could go into Brooklyn and they could pull off a surprise or two. So you just you don't know, and that's why a lot of there's so many teams that are on the bubble that are just going to be watching these conference tur- tur- tournaments, especially not just the A10, but you mentioned Southern Conference tournament. You mentioned um, we've mentioned so many of them. Uh, the American Conference that's g- going to be in Memphis. There's just so many of them that we're going to be paying attention to. Yep. And then uh, as we mentioned the bracket, as we take a look at it, right here. Dayton will play at 8.30. I saw a lot of Dayton fans very happy about that 8.30 tip. Uh, Our friend Tony on Twitter said, good news, won't have to pretend like I'm watching the Flyers at work. Bad news, I don't get to pretend like I'm watching the Flyers at work. Uh, So 8.30 tip Friday night. If they win and they get this first-round monkey off the back because they've been one and done the last two years in the A-10 tournament, they would play at 3.30 Saturday afternoon. And then if, just, well, no matter who's playing it, the A-10 title game, uh, you got the best seat in the house uh, over here on Channel 7 on our sister station as well, besides Larry and Josh calling the game. But regardless of whether Dayton's in it or not, the A-10 title game is on regular CBS at 1 in the afternoon on Selection Sunday. Uh, so good. And that's another thing. Uh, good national exposure for the program. Get yeah, that network. And this has been this way for, what, since 20, I think 2011 was the first time? 2010, I think. Yeah, one of those two. I remember it was... 2010, that was in Atlantic City. All right, that was the... That was before 2011, before Dayton, before we Before took, BG's before we last year and they were in right. it against Richmond. Right, okay. that was his next to last year. Well, no, 2011 was the first time it was on CBS, I believe. Correct. Uh, 2010. Anyways, no, it's been a while. Regardless. Uh, 2010, 2011, around that time frame. But it's been a really good stretch of almost a decade mm-hmm. now of the conference getting national play uh, being on, as I mentioned, network on Sunday. The title game's been on Channel 7 for, for all that time, and that's never a bad thing when you're getting the conference national exposure like that. So Dayton tips off at 8.30 uh, on Friday, probably give or take a few minutes based on how that 6 o'clock game goes, although with the 6 and the 8.30 tip, I don't think they should be pushed back too terribly late. That game is right here on AM 1290, News 95.7 WHIO, the home of the Flyers. It's also on TV on NBC Sportsnet. Uh, Saturday's game, Dayton, all of them are on WHIO radio if they happen. Uh, Saturday's game would be on CBS Sports Network. And then, as I mentioned, the A-10 title game on regular CBS, 1 o'clock Sunday uh, afternoon. Got a caller on the line. What's your name? Where are you from? No, we don't. No, I'm getting the I'm getting the kill signal from the man <laughs> behind the glass. So, no, that guy hung up. Uh, but anyways, we got a, almost a week off here, Tizzy, and Dayton's got a week to recover, and they got yep. some momentum going here. They got some momentum. Duquesne. They got to build off of that and uh, get ready for uh, Brooklyn. But this team hasn't been great, though, with a week off, though, so let's just keep that in mind. So hopefully this team comes out ready yeah. to go uh, Friday night about 8.30. So let's hope that they're, they should be. There's a lot to play for. Yes, sir. A lot to play Auto for. Auto bitter bust. Auto bitter bust. There's only one thing left to do, baby. So that's going to do that's it for right. us tonight, Flyers fans, and for this regular season. One more time, Dayton winners 78-67. They get to 21-11 and overall, 13-5 and in A-10 play. They are the three seed as we head to the Atlantic 10 Tournament quarterfinals in Brooklyn at the Barclays Center on Friday. We will see you on the radio Friday night for the postseason, Flyer fans. Until then, I'm John Tisdell. And I'm John Bedell saying thanks for listening, everybody, and, and go, go Flyers. Flyers. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.